0: This morning, as we turn our eyes to the Lord, I believe the Lord, we believe together that the Lord wants to meet us here as we, as we encounter Him through His Word. Um, you know, and some of us, quite honestly, some of us respond in different ways to, to days like this. Some of you may be feeling very unaffected by some of these things, and, and some of you may feel more affected by some of these things. Some of us feel more vulnerable than others. Here's the reality though. God wants to speak wherever we find ourselves on that continuum today. God wants to speak to us, and He wants to address us this morning. And so, um, we've heard a lot of things this week. Now is the time that God is going to speak to us. And so I want to encourage you, if you have anything else on, I I want to encourage you to shut it off. Like no news feeds, no other things going around. Give us these moments together. Give God these moments together so that He can address you because the living God wants to address you this morning from His Word. So would you turn with me in your Bible to Psalm 46? Psalm 46 is where we're going this morning because I believe God has a word for us in this precious and dear psalm. And while you're turning there, I wanted to share a story with you about my time uh, growing up in New England. I made a fort. Actually, my brother and I made this fort in the woods this was a fort where we would go. Um, first, we made it out of lengths of wood, and we, we put this thing together with screws and with with hammers and nails, and, and we used old, old uh, doors from my dad had lying around. This was out behind our barn. It was in the woods. We built this thing, and then we built it like a fortress. It had a roof that sheltered us from rain and snow. It was a place where we could go and relax. It was a place where when we were playing games, we could hide out from other people. It was a place of solace. It was a place where we would go and and rest and sometimes when we just needed to find a place to go to be by ourselves and be quiet we would go to this place it was like a fortress well you know it's been a little while since I was a 10 year old kid I'll admit that well I went back on a recent trip to my parents house in Connecticut and I took stock of that old fortress like thing and I was amazed with what I saw the condition of that thing it was It was broken down. Things were rotting away. No single wall was still standing. That which I thought was impenetrable at one point in time, it was barely discernible because it was rotting away into the ground, into the leaves and the the sticks of the woods. That which I found so strong once was now reduced to rubble. Well, this morning, dear church, as we... Look to Psalm 46. We come to a mighty fortress. We come to a God who is present with us. And we come to a God who is near to us. Rather than coming to something that was built, like my fort, with human hands, we come to the God who is self-existing. No one made Him. Rather than approach someone who is was made with inferior materials, our God is eternal and everlasting and will never fade away. Rather than come to one this morning, who is only useful for a few years like my fort. Our God remains the same yesterday and today and forever. So would you turn with me to Psalm 46 as we hear now the word of the Lord. hear God's Word, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, behold the works of the Lord, for he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes wars to cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Lord, this morning as we take time to have You address us through Your Word, Father, we pray that you would help us to see and to hear and have hearts to perceive your speaking to us. Lord, enable us through the illumination of your Holy Spirit to see and encounter Jesus Christ today through his living and active word, which never dies, which never fades, which never goes away. Lord, you're here this morning to speak. Attune our hearts, Lord, to your word, that we might hear you, and in hearing you, be transformed by you, Lord. This is the power, not of any man, this is the power of your living and active word. So speak to us, Lord, we pray together. We need your help. Help us now as we look to your word. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. David is intent, dear church, to communicate something to us this morning. He's intent to impress upon us a certain truth about God, actually a number of truths about God that will help us this morning on March 15th, 2020. In the days in which we live, God has preserved this word for us that it would speak to us on this March Sunday. Here's what I think, if I were to boil it down, here's what I think is David's point that he's trying to get across. Despite our circumstances, God's people rest secure in His protective presence. Despite our circumstances, God's people, you and I, rest secure in His protective Presence. See, the, the protective presence of God makes something happen in our hearts. It makes us able to rest securely in the midst of days of announcements, in the midst of all kinds of things. God's presence and his protection, it causes his people to rest. And I love how David illustrates that. Through this psalm. And so we're just going to take some time to walk through this psalm together to enjoy the promises that God is making to you and making to me this morning as we're here together. God desires to communicate to us. What does God desire to communicate to us? Uh, point number one that we see right here in the text God is our protector. Look at verse 1. Keep your Bibles open if you would, by the way, because we're just going to keep going back to the Word as we walk through this psalm together. Verse 1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. You think about what is a refuge? What what does a refuge do? Well, a refuge is a, a place of protection. It's a, a safe shelter when... Uh, in a time of harm, it's a, a shield from real danger. When you're experiencing real danger, we want a place of protection. We want a refuge in which to run. That's what God is for His people. He is our refuge. He is a place of rest under the shelter of His wings. What do we find? We find Shelter. We find rest. We find security. We find comfort. We find hope in the refuge of our God. See, David knows something about life back then and in 2020 that, that we're going to need shelter because there are things that are going to happen that we couldn't anticipate. There are things that are going to occur that we couldn't foresee. And we're going to find ourselves in a place of need. If we don't have a shelter, we're going to be exposed. God doesn't want us to be left exposed. He provides Himself as a shelter. This world can be a crazy place. Look again at the scripture to see how, how David describes it. I'm going to read verses 2 through 4. Look there with me. Therefore, because God is our refuge, and strength. Therefore, we will not fear. Now, he describes four aspects, four things that are going on here. First thing, though the earth gives way. Maybe this week it felt like the earth was giving way. We will not fear though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. So you, can you imagine what seeing mountains just cascading and falling into the sea? This would, this would blow our minds. Though its waters roar and foam. You've been to the beach. You've been to places. You've seen the massive movements of water. And as you're standing on the shore, that's nice. But if you're out in the midst of that water, you are very afraid. Though the mountains tremble at its swelling. So, so what David is doing is, is he's painting a, a verbal picture of a world in chaos. A world in a time of storm a world when things that we didn't think would happen are happening, and he's painting this picture so that the people of God can take comfort in the fact that God Himself is our refuge and our strength. There's a lot of chaos and a lot of unexpected movement, all kinds of things that are happening that can lead us to experience fear and difficulty let me attempt a translation um, to bring us into this psalm Uh, here it is therefore we will not fear though we hear reports of an international virus though the governor makes a proclamation that makes us concerned though the news outlets roar and foam though wall street trembles at its falling we will not fear because God is our refuge and God is our strength he is our protector and he is the one who stands near to us this morning see we're not strong in and of ourselves you and I we are weak we can't handle things on our own and if you think you're strong, the next time you go down to Ocean City and stand in those waves and it takes you down, just be reminded, you are not strong. I am not strong. We need the protection of the Lord. And this is the desire. It's to come alongside of us this morning and remind us through Psalm 46 that He desires to be our protector and our refuge and our strength that we might draw strength from his protection as we bunker with him as we take shelter under the shadow of his almighty wing you know what he does he not only provides a place of refuge but now this becomes a place where we grow strong he is our refuge and shelter and a source of strength I want to note something here in the text as well. If you look at verse 2, he's describing the raging world around. And he says, verse 2, the mountains are moved into the heart of the sea. But look at what's happening in verse 5. The people of God in verse 5, they are not moved. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. So though the mountains might move, Though the mountains might fall into the heart of the sea, here's what's true of the people of God. We shall not be moved. We shall stay and remain in the strength of the Lord because He is our shelter. He is our refuge. He is our strength, dear church. And He is our Lord. Our Lord is mighty. We don't have a refuge like my refuge in my childhood that has fallen down and turned into dust and rubble. No, we have a refuge who is, who is mighty, who can accomplish things that, that we can't even ask or imagine. That's how mighty this God of ours is. Look how, how David again illustrates this in verse nine. What does he say there? He makes wars cease to the end of the earth he breaks the bow and shatters the spear he burns chariots with fire all of these things through which we think we have strength in our world he's the one who breaks them he's the one who turns them our shelter this morning is not in our army our shelter this morning is not in our government. Our shelter this morning is not in our president. It's not in our leaders or in our successes, in our bank accounts, not in anyone or anything. Our shelter is God Himself. Yeah. Praise, the Lord Praise the Lord that we have this kind of impenetrable shelter, dear friends. God is our refuge. He is our strength. He is a mighty king. When David penned the words of Psalm 23, I wonder if this was what he was thinking about when he wrote the first lines. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. Why could David say, I won't be in want? It wasn't because God was just going to give him everything. It's because he knew who his shepherd was. It's because he knew that God, as his shepherd, would provide for every last need. Therefore, he said, the Lord, that's who my shepherd is. And he rejoiced. And he said, you know where I'm led? When the Lord is my shepherd, when I know this mighty king, you know where I'm led? I'm led to pastures of green hills. I'm led to places of still waters. What what do you get in Psalm 23? But an image, not of anxious scurrying around. No, you get the image of peace. Why? Because the Lord was His shepherd. Friends, this morning I believe the Lord just wants to communicate to you and to me, to our hearts each one, that He is our refuge this morning. He is our strength. He is the shelter under which we find our hope. And I just pray together, as we are a church family, as we are the body of Christ, as our light shines in this world, right now, in these weeks, as as the witness of our hope in Jesus Christ reverberates from us, as we do not cower in fear, but rather go forward in His strength, people might say, why are you hopeful? We can say, because God is my strength. Because God is my fortress. I have a hope that goes beyond this world and what's happening in this world. In fact, this world isn't even my home. I'm going to another home. Mine are the keys to Zion City. We just sang it. And there with Him I'll walk. And until He calls us to Zion City, dear friends, we have hope. Because God is our protector. He is our Shield secondly, we see this: God is present with his people let me let me call our attention back to verse one. God is our refuge and strength. What does it say next? a very present help in trouble. now why did David pen it that way? a very Present. Couldn't he just say he is a, a present help in time of trouble? No, David is being very explicit with his words here. He's saying he's not just present, kind of like someone who might be in the room, but they're scrolling through their Instagram account and not really paying attention to you. God isn't just like somewhere in the room, but he's, he's over in the corner doing his own thing. No, God is very present with you. God is, is with you in a particular way. The literal translation of this is, He is a help that is very surely found. Amen. Very surely found. See, friends, He is deeply interested in the things that are on your heart this morning. He is a very present help in times of trouble. He loves His people. He loves to be with His people. He is inhabited with His people. God is a very present help in time of trouble. And we know this, dear friends, don't we? That the people of God are not exempt from from trouble or suffering or difficulty we we know this because we read history we see over the history books we see that at times the people of god have been called to times of suffering and difficulty but god does not remove himself from us in time of suffering and difficulty he is a very present help in what time in times that are good and easy no he's very present to help us in times of trouble. See, the thing with trouble is that we can all often feel isolated from God. We, we can feel like God, if you were active, if you were paying attention, you would remove this trouble from me because that's my understanding of what love does. Love just to extricates me out of a difficult situation. That's not what God's love is like. We're not exempt from suffering. Instead, God comes to us through His Holy Spirit to meet us in the suffering and to help us in the suffering. He is a very present help in times of suffering. And I pray this morning that, that wherever you may be experiencing a degree of suffering, it may be some anxious thoughts. It may be other things. Maybe your health is, is of great concern for you this morning. What the word of the Lord is saying to you is God is very present with you. He is with you in your struggle and he is with you in each day. Look at verse Seven and how uh, David repeats these truths again and again throughout this. Look what he says in verse seven. The Lord of hosts is what? It's He's with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. We know that Martin Luther, in the time of great unrest in Germany, penned the mighty hymn, A mighty fortress is our God, a bulwark never failing and as he pens that that hymn that we love to sing here's the truth that rings through this mighty fortress so we have this power that is unlike any power that we have and yet we have the presence of the nearness of God so he is mighty and powerful he's a bulwark that could never be penetrated but he is also a God who comes to us in his nearness and he joins hands with us because he is a very present help in time of trouble david wants us to get this friends he wants us to get this and we know this because look at verse 7 and then look again at verse 11 he repeats himself two times in this song this psalm was often sung as a way to strengthen the people of God. I'd love to make a song from this. God is our refuge and strength. And he, he says in verse 7 and verse 11, it's like he's hanging a sign that says, if you miss other things, don't miss this. The Lord of hosts is with us. Now, even here, why did he say the Lord of hosts? Why did David not just say the Lord is with us? Well, because he wanted to remind us, dear church, that, that he, is, he is mighty. This is, this is the one who commands the host of heaven. He is the one who's in charge, sovereignly in charge of all things. And that mighty God is the one who is with us this morning. He is the Lord of hosts. And he is the one, who stands with us, a very present help in trouble. God is our protector. God is present with His people. And thirdly, God is our peace. Let me direct our attention to verse 10 where God says this very familiar passage, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. See, there's something about knowing this God that, that changes our perspective on things. In fact, because of God's fatherly love for us, this is actually, this morning, this is a command to you. And this is a command to me. Be still. It's an imperative. Be still. Stop the scurrying around, the looking at this news and that news and wondering what report's going to come next. He says, be still, church. Know that I am with you. Be still and know that I am God. It reminds me of the time when Jesus and His disciples were making their way across the lake you might recall this story. They were making their way across the lake, and the wind and the waves start start kicking up, and, and the boat is rocking, and where's Jesus? He's sleeping in the stern of the boat. He's, he's out. He's fine. He's doing just fine. However, the disciples remember their response. Maybe our response might be tempted to be like the disciples um, did in this past week, but the disciples, they were all fearful and they were worried and they came to Jesus and they woke him up and they basically said Jesus do you not care about us what did Jesus stand up and say he said be still and the wind and the waves they all stopped moving and immediately it was still but I've got to wonder dear friends as I think about what he said right there I wonder if he wasn't just talking to the wind and the waves. He wasn't just saying to those natural elements, be still, but he was communicating something to his people as well. Be still and know that I am God. Seeing, Knowing that he is God brings us unparalleled, undiluted, and very pure peace. Look at how David says it in verse 8. Again, he he continues to help us to see how God brings peace. Look at this. Come, behold the works of the Lord. What has he done? He has brought desolations on the earth. He's the one who does this. The kingdoms, the nations rage. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. Verse 6. The nations rage. The kingdoms totter. What does God do? Does he need to stand up and flex his muscle and, you know, speak in some kind of commanding voice? No. All God has to do is utter his voice. And he nullifies all of the chaos in the world. That's the God who protects us. That's the God who draws near to us. That's the God this morning that is drawing near to you. He is the God that can just utter His voice and at the speaking of His voice, reality changes right in front of you. And so, dear friends, we come to a mighty God this morning. We come to a God who loves us and is is going to help us because He's our refuge and strength. Because He loves to be with His people. He loves to be very present in times of trouble. God himself is our peace. He's our protector. He's present with his people and he is our peace. I, I want to move our, us to uh, two points of application that I believe we'll see in the text and I, I believe will be helpful for us in the coming week as we, as we appropriate Psalm 46 in our hearts as we receive from the Lord as He is speaking to us through Psalm 46, I just want to encourage us to, to consider these things and, and seek to apply them to our hearts. And, and here's the first one. First, let us rest, dear friends. Let us rest and be glad in God this week. Enable us, Lord, to, to do this, um, because as we understand that He is God, as we are still and know that He is God, He has intended for these truths to comfort us in a particular way. And I want to direct your attention back. This is a glorious image. In verse 4, look there if you would. Verse 4 says this, There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God now the way david constructs his words here is he he's again he's using a word picture to help us he's he's using words that evoke a, a place of a sense of paradise maybe he's he might be thinking of the garden of eden he might be thinking of other things but he's using words that that bring us to a a place of peace where the river supplies all that the people need this mighty river, which is an image of the flowing and ongoing provision of the Lord through all circumstance, through all times. This is a river that just keeps rolling. It keeps rolling through seasons of drought. It keeps rolling through times of want. This river is a mighty river, and it, it pictures God's mighty provision. And, and this river has streams that goes personally to people personally to you and me while that mighty river flows into the place of God it goes personally there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God what's the city of God or who is the city of God the city of God is you and me and when God the protector is in the house when God is dwelling in his city with his people oh man Can we rest secure? God is on night watch and we can rest secure because the flow of His provision is with us. He is caring for us. That river will never run dry. He will always provide the very things that we need. So, dear friends, is it possible that you and I this morning, today, can find rest in Jesus Christ. Absolutely, it's true. Not only can we find rest, we can actually be glad. Not glad for the difficulties going on around us. Glad that we have a hope that is not located in our circumstances. Rather, our hope is located in the city of God, in the flow that comes to us from God Himself. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God dear friends let us rest and be glad in that mighty river this week secondly I want to call us as the church to pray I want to call us to pray as we rest in our God and in his provision dear friends let us pray because as we rest in our provision that comes from the Lord he also calls us to act, He also calls us to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And so we rest in Him even as we call out to God in Him. In a few minutes, we're going to take a moment to pray for our nation and pray for our communities and pray that God would move in powerful ways. And and we look forward to doing that. Our our president has called today, has established today as a national day of prayer. So so gather as families or as individuals. Maybe you can text someone and say, "Hey, let's let's just at 10 10:30 tonight, let's pray. Whatever you can do, let us pray and ask God to move. Some of you are comfortable and and able to fast. Dear friends, this is a time to call upon the Lord And if he calls you to abstain from some food, to fast, let us do that. Let us call upon the Lord that he may be with us and may be moving in our midst. Finally, in view of God's protection and presence with his people and his peace, let us act, dear friends, with courage and with love. This is a time to act with courage and love because God is our helper. He is the one that provides the strength for us to act in courage and in love. I want to leave you with this. Back in the 1800s, um, an outbreak of cholera was experienced in London. Charles Spurgeon was leading a church there in a ministry, and he wrote this, he proclaimed this to his people. And now is the time. For all of you who love souls, you may see men more alarmed than they are already. And if they should be, mind that you avail yourselves of the opportunity of doing them good. You have the balm of Gilead. When their wounds hurt, pour it in. You know of Him who died to save. Tell them of Him. Lift high the cross before their eyes. Tell them that God became man. That man might be lifted to God. Tell them of Calvary and its groans and cries and sweat of blood. Tell them of Jesus hanging on the cross to save sinners. Tell them of that. Dear friends, this is the time to love and to act courageously because God is our refuge and our strength An ever-present time help in time of trouble. Let me pray, and then we're going to sing. Lord, thank You for the Word of the Lord this morning. Father, we pray that You would even now be ministering the grace of this Word to our hearts. Lord, we pray that You would speak to Your people through this Word. Lord, speak to my heart through this Word, that we might understand and know deep in our hearts that you are our protector, that you are present with us in trouble, and that you are our peace. This we pray and ask together in Jesus' name. And everyone together said, Amen. God bless you this week.